In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd. Robin, i got to tell you... It is a rainy, nasty day here in Southern California. Oh, well, New England isn't much better. We're actually having snow. We we saw ground cover. We saw um, grass, old grass. We really saw. <laughs> I got out and raked a little bit, and then, boom, today we have snow. So that's New England. Well, we had some snow this morning. Did you? You too. We did. Right. We did. I was, you know, and it's so funny because... You know, we only get snow here usually maybe two or three times a year at most, and it's right. like a dusting. Mm-hmm. But the kids go bananas. <laughs> they're like, look, it's snowing! You know, and there's like three little white specks. <laughs> you know, because that's California. You've got to love it. Yeah, really, really. You do. I know. Of all the years I've lived here, I don't think we've ever made a snowman higher than six inches. Oh, I got to tell you, when uh, Christy uh, had mentioned something about snow a couple of weeks ago, Christy from from Motherhood Talk Radio, and uh, I sent her a little picture of a snowman, and if I had the money, I would have mailed it to you gals, (laughs) (laughs) because I just wanted to mail this little tiny snowman I made outside with a little, of course, it had to have a pink scarf. And I so much fun. It's so much fun. I mean, the weather is like dealing havoc with my company today. We've got internet down. We had phones down. You know, we don't we don't do well in California with the with intermittent weather. Oh, well, that's too bad. It's well, I guess Texas isn't any better today, according to our our producer. Huh? They're having mm-hmm. trouble too. That's true. I must well, be that kind of day. But that's you know what the weather is just what it is, and um, I know in New England we've had snow even in April, so, and you growing up in Buffalo, you've probably had, <laughs> we could get it in June. <laughs> I was going to say, for the July parade in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> or your parka. Well, that's the one thing, like, when Halloween comes around here, I want to smack all the kids in my neighborhood, because they're like, oh, I don't want to put a sweatshirt on under my costume, and I'm like, kids, how would you like to put snow boots, a snowsuit, a hat, mittens, and gloves? And then you have yeah. to buy a big fat version of your costume to fit over your snowsuit. Right, right, yeah, yeah. 
I always would make, I, I was one for making Halloween costumes. We, we would have the best time doing that. One year, Emily wanted to be the Little Mermaid. And, of course, like you say, with having to put snowsuits on sometimes underneath, and wouldn't you know, that year had to be one of our cold snaps right in October. <laughs> I had to do this Little Mermaid outfit on top of a snowsuit. <laughs> And what color was the snowsuit? It was probably like some non-mermaid color, like of red. Of course it was, but um, I took um, a, uh, a material, like a, a lycra-type bathing suit material that was a nude color and made this little bodysuit. And then on top of that made the little the little purple bra or whatever it was that, that Ariel wears and then, of course, um, made little shimmeries down. So it was like a big skirt but she had this little tail this little fish tail that went off of it so if you really stood there long enough you could figure out what it was but at first it was really um okay what is this kid you know when they always come to your door and they say do you know what i am (laughs) and you're standing there saying oh my god what the heck is this costume (laughs) right you're a kid with stuff pasted over you yeah yeah. i can't tell what you are (laughs) <laughs> Parents no, my mom one year. Behind. Oh, go ahead. Oh, she made us um, Christmas. We were Christmas presents. Oh, how cute! So we were, yeah, we were boxes. But the only thing was, <laughs> is like my mom. You know, we used like I don't know what kind of appliance boxes we used. But mm-hmm. you know, my sister and I. She was. I think I was red, and she was green, or something like that. And, and you know, so we could literally just put our arms through the armholes, mm-hmm. and then the, um, you know, our legs. We could wear anything, and she put bows on top of our heads and painted Aww. our cheeks red and. But then I was like, you know how sore your arms get walking around for three hours, like tent poles, you know, because, you know, the arm out the boxes, and then you couldn't eat your candy because you couldn't get your hand from, you know, it wouldn't bend around the box. It was brutal. Oh, brutal. We we had a neighborhood where where our kids grew up that was, um, everybody got into it. The parents would get dressed up, and it was... A neighborhood that was um, not a lot of main roads. It was all sort of little, little side roads, so the kids could just walk all over the place, and it was such a big deal. The first year we we moved to that little neighborhood, I thought, oh, you know, I'll get a little bag of forty or fifty little things, and I'd be all prepared. I must have sent my husband down three times <laughs> to the store down the way. We probably had two hundred. 250 kids, and I was floored because we had never had a kind, that kind of a Halloween before, so it was awesome at that little neighborhood. My kids have such wonderful memories. It, you know, it's it's amazing because, you know, where I live, it, it's so rural, and the, the farms are so, or the ranches are so far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, we get, you know, two kids. It's really disappointing. Yeah, it it can be. Our, the house that we live in now is not in a, we do have a little neighborhood, but it's not like where our kids grew up. So um, that that was when it was really fun. But then again, um, you I remember being a kid, my mother used to have to drive me from house to house because we didn't have a road to walk on, period. So that was pretty boring. <laughs> Yeah, well, my dad did. Yeah, my dad drove us too. I think just because there's four of us, and he didn't want to walk. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Run down that sidewalk, kids, get back in. And we're like, and I remember one time he wouldn't even let us get in the car before he was on the way. And I'm like holding my little brother who was like, you know, Bob the Builder, you know, trying to drag him along. I'm like, Dad, the car's not shut. <laughs> Too fun. Oh, oh I, I, I well, think it's fun when they have little parties too and at least then they can uh if they don't have a house to house at least they have little parties to go to and that's always fun well that's what we do we have a party one year i i um bought this cake i'm not handy by any stretch of imagination so i bought this cake and it was a black cat and it had black frosting oh. all the kids <laughs> like they were black, like they had black lips and black <laughs> mouths oh they thought it was the greatest thing i could have done nothing but bought that cake <laughs> But it is fun. You know, it's interesting. When I, this weekend, I had some girls over, some moms over at mm-hmm. my house. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, it was really interesting to sit down. And now this is in a, you know, a non-military neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, half the moms that came had sons that were serving. How awesome. It was. That's it was really, really interesting. Yeah. You know, it was very subdued, you know, when that came up. And, and you know, how did it, you come to meet these ladies? Were they just neighbors or? They're just, um, well, what happened was there were a couple people in the neighborhood that I thought, you know what, I don't really know them and I don't really know my neighbors. So I thought, well, I'll, you know, invite a couple of the neighbors over and a couple, you know, lady from my uh, karate class or my crop mm-hmm. class that I go to came and we just started talking and then, you know, Libya came up and what was going on over there and then, you know, one of the ladies is like, you know, my son is being commissioned in in May and she's got one son who's a National Guardsman and one's in the Marines and yeah. um, the other lady has uh, special is special forces and you know it was just it was just very interesting to sit there and and um, you know share in that um, just share in that moment of of um, I don't know if it was acknowledgement awareness whatever it was it was a moment. Sandra, that's. So neat. That is really interesting. That and how neat. You know, I think in our busy lives we've lost that. Let's come over for coffee thing. And I think that's wonderful to sit down every once in a while with a neighbor or or a friend and just be able to sit down for no other reason other than getting together. Yeah, that's to really talk awesome. And- so, of course, we didn't have coffee. We had wine, but it was a really good wine. <laughs> a whole big bottle of it. Yay. <laughs> you know, well, that's but it's, really you know, I'm sure they think, appreciated knowing other parents. They may not have known each other either, so... Well, it was fun when they walk in my house, you know, they go, the living room is a two-story living room, mm-hmm. and there's a big flag there from um, from Mosul, and I did some work over there that was mm-hmm. was presented to to me, and then, you know, there's an American flag, and then there's the My Big Marine Corps flag, and so, you know, when you walk in my house, there's no, you know, there's no <laughs> no hiding the, the military support, but... Right, right. It was really fun, and I guess what it made me think of, like the reason that you know I brought that up, is because today we have the Fisher House, and um, I, you know the Fisher House provides a place for families to go, you know, and and we're going to have um, Tish Stropes on with us when we come back from break. But it's all about that hospitality, about that caring, about that breaking of bread, or really just sitting together and sharing a cup of coffee or a cup of wine. Right, right. And how important it is just to um, have that sense of 
sharing. I think that's really, really important, and I think that's one of the things that Fisher House certainly does provide is um, is a friend when you need a friend that knows where you're coming from. Absolutely, absolutely, and and for motherhood to, or military mom talk radio. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited you know? to meet her. I am. Yeah. I am. Well, my name is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd. And we're going to welcome Tish Stopes. Stropes. Sorry, I keep going. I'm going to make that mistake the whole time. Uh, Tish Stropes uh, from Fisher House, and she's going to talk about all the different programs uh, that Fisher House provides uh, for our military families. And for those of us that are new to Military Mom Talk Radio, you can download us from iTunes. You can go to our website, militarymomtalkradio.com, or you can visit us on Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T, radio, which is our host radio. And we want to take a moment to thank all of the moms out there and their family members for their service, uh, much as we did on Saturday night. And you can have a glass of wine, too, while you do it. (laughs) Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Hello everybody, this is Pete Dix asking if you'll join me on Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. What a show I've got in store for you. Not only all the Apple reissues that I'll be looking at, some very rare tracks indeed, a report on my evening watching and listening to Neil Innes of the Ruttles and the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So please join me, Pete Dix with Beatles and Beyond, on this radio station. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. 
Hey, military moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I'm trying to have lunch even though it's 2.15 here. I'm starving. <laughs> well, you know, those, those are the kinds of days that we all have. I think all, all of a sudden you look at the clock and you say, wait a minute, it was two hours ago. <laughs> it was. Well, and I had a flat tire this morning. And oh, I had, dear. Um, there was a rock slide, just a little one, a rock slide near my house. Um, yeah. And uh, the granite actually was the little chunks of granite. They're about the size of a little bigger than a softball. They roll down onto the freeway. And oh. if it's dark, you know, you're going 50, 60 miles an hour, even in, you know, in the rain, maybe 40. Yeah. You can't see these things, and you hit them with your tire, and they just shred the tire. So I was able to get home last night, but I waited for a tow truck for two hours just to come and change the tire. Oh, my God. Did you have the kids with you? I did. I did. But thankfully, I just drove home on the rim because, you know, it's like a mountain road, and it's wet, and it's slippery. And I'm like, you know, for the price of a rim, if I have to replace it, uh, the kids and I will at least be safe. So I just drove home on the bad tire. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, got a new tire this morning. Oh, one thing after another. It is. It's been one of those, you know, but a flat tire is nothing compared to uh, what some of our family members go through, which is why we have Tish Stropes here today. And um, Tish, are you with us? Uh-oh, my hair? Uh-oh. Hello. 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 Oh, there we go. Phew. I'm here. Hi, Tish. Phew. We're like, oh, my gosh, the technical <laughs> difficulties from beginning to end today have been crazy. <laughs> So welcome to the show, and um, I'd like you to meet Robin, my co-host, and we are just big fans of the Fisher House. Well, thank you. We are thrilled to have the opportunity to uh, talk more about our program and what we do at Fisher House. That is wonderful. So, Tish, before we get beginning on Tish um, or on Fisher House, it's like going to kill these names today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, like you said, my name is Tish Stropes. Um, I actually am an Air Force spouse, and um, I've my husband and I have been married for 13 years, almost 14 now, and we have been proudly uh, serving the Air Force since then. Um, he's active duty, and so as uh, as most uh, spouses, we follow him around and go wherever the Air Force sends us. We have two kids. Um, I have Zachary, who is 12 and in sixth grade, and Sydney, who is 10, and in the fourth grade. And we currently are living in Washington, D.C. That is so awesome. I also have a son named Zachary. I think it's the best name. Um, but, uh, oh, my gosh, so how's the weather there in Washington today? Well, it uh, started out pretty rainy. I ended up running through the rain at about 6 o'clock this morning. And um, But the good news is the sun is out and shining, which is terrific. Awesome. That is awesome. You are the only place represented here today, Texas, California, New Hampshire, that has some sunshine. Well, we'll take it. I think uh, we have more rain headed our way shortly. So so why don't you, for those of us uh, who aren't familiar with Fisher House, why don't you just kind of go over in a nutshell, you know, the history and kind of, you know, what does it do, what does it provide, you know, a good overview for our listeners today. Sure. Um, Fisher House Foundation, just the premise of Fisher House Foundation, the easiest way to explain it is it can be likened to the Ronald McDonald House. Um, 
with the exception that Fisher House is for military members and their families, their dependent family members. Um, it was started back in 1990 by Zachary and Elizabeth Fisher, who actually were never in the military, never had children in the military, but um, definitely had an allegiance to the military and um, wanted to support our troops. And um, and that's how, you know, they first started out and came to be. And um, it was um, the Fishers themselves who actually wrote the first check to build the very first house um, at the National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda in 1991, um, and that's where our first house opened um, its doors. And since that point, we uh, currently have 54 homes um, across the country, um, two of which are in Launchstuhl, Germany. Um, and these houses provide a home away from home for um, military families, whether it's the active duty member that's in the hospital or a family member that's in the hospital, this is a place where our families can go and stay. And instead of being, you know, stuck in a hotel where they don't have those comforts of home, um, Fisher House is it's it's your home. There's a living room. There's a dining room. Um, we have playrooms for the kids and. Every room, you know, has a TV and Internet connection and its own private bathroom. Um, the great thing about them is when some of these patients get um, passes that they can go on leave, they can actually come and stay at the Fisher House with their family and, really? and, and not be caught up in a hotel and how am I going to get in? It's not handicap accessible. Or um, they can stay there and their families can cook for them and um, and really focus on the healing process and getting better and there is no time limit they can stay there anywhere from you know if you're if you're only there for a short time a week or we've had people stay you know over two years in a fisher house wow are they located in proximity to the um, medical facilities or they, are they they are we have some that are located um right near the military hospitals and you can actually walk the point is you know so that you don't need a car you don't need to find transportation. You can get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, and walk out the door, walk to the hospital or, you know, to the VA, and be there with your loved one. You have nothing to worry about. Um, we we want to take care of all those worries for the families. Oh. And we just want them to focus on, you know, getting better. Well, and I love that, you know, the way you put it, it sounds like it's like the best thing next to being home. It really is. I had um, a family that I recently saw at um, at Bethesda, and um, and their son was there again for another surgery, and um, and he was in the hospital, and then they let him come back for a day or two before they actually had his surgery, and and the mom told me she said, you know, the greatest thing is when he's in the hospital, you can see him tense up and and worried and concerned, and and he just isn't himself. But when we bring him here to the Fisher House and roll him through those doors, he's able to relax and and he's just himself. And he can you know sit and watch a movie or or sit at the table with us and enjoy the food that he enjoys, you know, we can cook for him and, and be with him. And, um, and you know, there's nobody waking him up and lights aren't going off and on and off in the room. And, um, and if we need anything, we, you know, the hospital's right there, but it really gives them a place to relax and just be themselves and spend that time with their family that, you know, and, and they don't have that interruption of people coming and going and coming and going. And, you know, you have support from other families who are, are going through the same thing. You may be in the middle of, um, 
in the middle of your stay, but you have new families arriving who need your support, need to tell you, you know, so you can tell them the ropes, how things are happening. And you have people who are leaving who you can look at and go, wow, you know, we're going to be there soon too. So it's a great cyclical process, you know, and, and as military families do, supporting one another, which is great. Well, and what I like about it, you know, I think back, you know, to obviously I don't have experience of, you know, having a loved one, you know, go through military treatment. But like when my oldest brother was, um, he was very sick and was being treated for cancer, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, about like the lights and the noise in the hospital and then to go to a hotel you know, it's like people don't understand. They look at him. He's clearly sick. He's walking slowly. You know, we're walking together as a family. Everybody's trying to get in their different hotel rooms. You know, it's it's really, really difficult when, you know, when you want to spend time together on the family, with the family, and you want to have that you just kind of reconnection, that rest and relaxation, and you don't want people looking at you wondering, oh, I wonder what's going on over there. I don't think you would have that at the Fisher House because everybody knows what's going on. Exactly. I mean, different stories, you know, every, somebody may be going through a different type of situation, but you're all there for the same reason, to, to help your loved one get better and, um, and to make that process as simple as possible. It's, it's enough of a burden to figure out, you know, how am I going to get to the hospital? Who's, you know, if my kids aren't with me, who's taking care of my kids? And I've got to get back. And, and is there going to be somebody at the desk? And, you know, all these questions running through your mind. You don't have to worry about any of that at the Fisher House. You know, you have your key, you have your room, and you come and go, and that loved one is welcome to be there, and, and they want them out of the hospital if they can come and visit, whether it's for the day or an overnight. Um, and and they're all welcomed with open arms, and, and they're supporting one another. Now, I know when I was reading through the Fisher House stuff, they say, you know, that, you know, I look, there's a whole bunch of, you know, different Fisher Houses. Is there one at every major medical center? There is not, but we're growing every day. Um, like I said, we have 54 different homes. We currently have um, three homes under construction, or more than three homes under construction. Um, we'll be opening one at Wright Pat on April 29th, one at our second house in Minneapolis on June 9th. Um, the DCVA, is, their house is going to be opening. Um, Augusta, Georgia is another one. And we have construction going on in Pittsburgh, in Salt Lake City, in Murfreesboro. Um, another one in Elmendorf, um, in Alaska. And so really there's a lot of projects underway, um, whether it's actual construction or at the very tail end of a project or haven't even broken ground yet. So there are projects in place for many more homes to come. Now, do they just serve the Army? Do they serve the Navy? Who do they serve? They serve all medical or, or all military branches, excuse me. So it doesn't matter, you know, Navy, Air Force, Marines, um, Army, we, we serve everybody. Um, you know, reservists, active duty, retired, um, there, no discrimination. You know, we're there for everybody who has served at one point or another in the military um, and their families. Now, these, when you say house, I want to be clear to our listeners, this is not like a little, what we think of just a personal house. This is a place where you can handle, you know, you have more than one room, you know, you, you know, because when I hear the word Fisher House, I think, you know, it's, it's a house, you say, well, these are houses, but these are actually bigger, bigger, I, don't, I want to say a facility because that sounds really cold, but they're bigger than just a house. 
Well, they our older homes, um, some of them have eight bedrooms, so eight oh, families wow. can stay there. And um, they, and, and our larger ones, um, we just built three new ones at Bethesda. They have 20 rooms, so 20 families can be there. Wow. But you, you walk in the front door, there is a, a living room that you can, you know, more of a formal living room. You can sit and you can talk and relax. And, um, and then you have a dining room with five or six big round tables um, that families can come and sit and eat their meals. You know, Trish, I hate to cut you off. We're going to have to go to break, but when we come back from break, I want you to walk us through, um, I want you to walk us through what it's like to be in one of these houses. Um, My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the voice of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd. We have Fisher House with us, and when we come back to the break, uh, Tish Stropes is going to walk us through what to expect when we go to Fisher House. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togenet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy of the 
Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have the fantastic Tis Stroke with us today. I know, I'm just killing that every single time. I don't know, Tish, your name is the hardest thing. It's like too many, there's Tish and Fisher and Stroke, and there's so much ST. I don't know, it's just really difficult for me today, but um, we're so glad you're here with us. And um, when we were going to break, uh, we were talking about Fisher House and kind of the description of what a Fisher House is for those of us who have never been to one. Um, so when you walk through the doors, I think I had started just when you walk in. You walk in, there's a, um, a living room off to the right side, um, just where people can kind of hang out and relax and talk like you would typically have in your own home. And off to the left, um, a dining room, five, six large tables where people can come and eat. Um, you know, they can have people come and, and visit with them and, and have meals together. Um, all of the houses have a nice, large common kitchen area. Um, each room in the house has its own kind of like little cupboard area where they can they can store their own personal food that maybe they've got out, gone out and purchased if there's a special meal that they wanted to cook. There's a place to keep stuff. And also, all of the houses um, have a lot of, you know, common food, food that's donated. We have a lot of different people that come and um, cook meals and have them there for the families so that after a long day at the hospital, they can come home and there's a meal waiting for them and they don't have to think about, you know, cooking dinner or figuring out what they're going to have that night. Um, they have a laundry room. You can come and do your laundry anytime, lots of washers and dryers. Um, another room with a big TV um, to sit around and watch TV if you want to do that. Some of our houses have, our newer homes um, have a nice playroom for kids that, you know, have a Wii and a PlayStation and a big, huge TV. In fact, I was amazed at how large it was. And um, they can watch movies and hang out. And, and there's actually a little monitor camera so that parents can be in the kitchen and watch their kids and know what's going on in another room. Um, and then we have, um, in our newest homes, there's 20, um, 20 bedrooms. And downstairs, we have handicapped. They're all, all the rooms are handicap accessible. Um, and they all have their private bathrooms. Um, some rooms have one bed. Some have two twins. Some have two doubles. Um, we have a lot of different variety, depending on the family, how big or how small it might be. Um, so it's just like being at home with the exception that, you know, you're at a Fisher house. So you can be comfortable. You can do all those great things you do at home. Um, you're just there with a couple other families. That is so amazing. Now, well, how did they get the name Fisher House? I know it's something, there was like some rich guy in New York City, some real estate developer is, is, who started this. Is, is, can you well, give Zach, us a little bit of background? Yeah, Zachary and Elizabeth Fisher um, established the Fisher House program in 1990. Um, he himself did not serve in the military, um, but he, due to a construction accident that he had had um, during World War II, and so he wasn't able to serve. But, but he um, had a lot of building experience. He assisted in the U.S. Coastal Service in constructing um, some coastal fortifications that they were doing. And, and she traveled um, and in Europe, Elizabeth did, um, as a member of the USO and helped to entertain military troops. And, and they became, you know, steadfast supporters of our military um, and our country and what they were doing. And, and they saw a need for these, you know, temporary lodging facilities or a place for families to stay near these medical centers. Um, and that's how it came to be. They never had their own children. They have, um, you know, nieces and nephews and, and grandnieces and nephews. In fact, Ken Fisher, who is now 
the chairman and CEO of the Fisher House is the grandnephew of Zachary um, Fisher. And so um, we're very proud that the family, you know, is still very much involved and it's still very much a part of their lives. And um, and in a lot of ways, although he didn't formally serve in the military, he, he, he did. He, he did serve and um, he and his wife both served by all that they provided to our military members. That's a remarkable that is- gift, isn't it? Isn't that just what an amazing, amazing story? Um, you know, and when you go to, you know, we want to make sure we promote, you know, the site, uh, you know, the website. It's Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, house, H-O-U-S-E, all one word, dot org. Um, you can donate. Uh, you can uh, read all about the different um, organizations that are, um, my gosh, you guys give out awards. You have all sorts of programs. Um, you have the Patriot Award. You have the House Legacy Award. There's the Zachary and Elizabeth Fisher Distinguished Civilian Humanitarian Awards. You have awards. And then you also have additional programs. Uh, Tish, you want to tell me a little bit about the different programs? I'd love to. We have actually, um, like you mentioned, all those scholarship programs. And then on top of that, we have um, Hero Miles. Is We have two other programs, Hero Miles, um, which it's a great program, and I am actually the director of that program, where, you know, citizens of the United States donate their frequent flyer miles and then to us, and we use those miles to bring families and loved ones to the bedside of the wounded warrior. Um, So, you know, these families find out, you know, something's happened to my loved one. I need to get to the hospital. I can't afford to buy a plane ticket. We are there to, to purchase that plane ticket, to get the family there, to get a friend there, to help that person who's in the hospital to get better. Um, initially, we were started um, under the premise of, you know, helping these um, service members that have been had been injured in Afghanistan, Iraq, um, overseas contingencies, and um, and we do have you know emergency cases. We help other people sometimes who who are in need and and aren't necessarily injured, but. The program really focuses on these um, these troops that are coming home from overseas who have been injured. Um, we have some great families. I've been working closely with one family in particular who is at Walter Reed. Um, he was injured in an IED blast. He lost both his legs and um, a, a portion of his um, arm, his elbow portion there. And uh, they're working hard at, you know, he's, he'll save his arm. They're, you know, doing skin grafts, and, and they're getting that to the point where they can do surgery and put a new ball and socket joint on his elbow. And, and actually, I am thrilled to say that today he took his first steps with his um, initial prosthetics. Um, wow. And he's one of our, you know, Army, you know, soldiers who was injured on, I believe it was January 21st, and here we are two months later, and he is walking taking his first steps. Um, and, and the great thing about that family, you know, they sat down together, a husband and wife, two small kids. Um, the, the family is stationed in the Tennessee area. And together they sat, sat down and said, what are we going to do? We have two kids, and he is here in D.C. What are we going to, you know, how is it going to work? And, and they needed each other, and they knew we need time with the kids, and I need to be here with you, the wife. Um, to be there with the husband and help him, and so what? And they came to us and said, "Hey, we we want to um, 
you know, be able to go back and forth. How can, can Hero Miles help? And they had already decided we're going to use our savings account if we have to to buy plane tickets. And, you know, we stepped in at Hero Miles and, and they, she flies back every Wednesday. She spends a week with her husband and a week with the girls back home. And, um, the great thing about, you know, we have her on the exact same flights. They're on a schedule. And, uh, I, you know, I'm happy to say that the girls got to see their dad for the first time on Sunday. And, um, it, it was great, a great reunion, um, and, and to see a family who is working so hard to realizing that, you know what, it's not the end of the world. We are pushing forward. We are going to make it. We're going to do great, and they've just recently moved into the Fisher, one of the Fisher houses at Walter Reed, and um, so we feel honored and, and proud to be a part of um, their healing process and to be helping them to do a, you know whatever we can do to make it easier for them. Well, and I, you know... Oh, go ahead, Robin. Oh, I was just going to say, that is such a part of the healing process is to have your family together and to be able to uh, not talk on a phone or not talk through a, a contact, to be able to be together and to make decisions that you need to make, but just to heal together. Well, it is. I think one thing that strikes me, too, that I think, you know, if, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, trying to get people to open their wallets and donate to these, you know, charities that are doing such good work. I don't think many people think about all the ancillary costs that go into one of our wounded warriors coming home. You know, when you think about this family, let's take the example of this family. They've got two little girls, the wife. You know, the wife comes up to visit the husband who watches the kids, you know, who feeds the kids, who takes care of. You've got hotel bills. You've got, you know, all these other costs associated with serving our country. And, you know, costs being the biggest prohibitive factor of bringing our families together to heal. Absolutely. And, and that's what we're here for. You know, that, that family doesn't have to worry about, you know, where are we staying? Am I, you know, and initially she was, the wife was in a, in a hotel and she would have to, you know, get a ride over to the hospital and, and now she can just walk over and, and it's great. He's doing so well that he had a day pass to be at the Fisher house yesterday. Um, he's hoping to get an overnight pass soon so that he can spend a night at the house with his family, you know, the way they did back in November before he left and, you know, and just start getting back to what they call their new normal. It's just figuring out what it is. And, um, and it's great to see a family who's embraced it and, you know, still loves the military just the way they did before the accident occurred. And, and is, you know, determined that, you know, they are going to be better off later on. You know, it's just one day at a time and figuring out how the pieces are going to work and, and making it work. And to know that we're aiding in that, we're making it a little bit easier so that they can focus on getting better and not have to worry about the little, the little things is a, just a terrific thing. Well, and just to throw in a little bit of scale, the Fisher House program has served more than 11,000 families. That is, that's just an astounding, astounding number, um, you know, for a volunteer and charity-based organization. I would like you guys to check out the Fisher House programs, the Fisher House scholarships. Uh, there's a place on the Fisher House site, which is Fisher House, F-I-S-H-E-R-H-O-U-S-E dot org. 
where you can go ahead and donate. You can learn more about the Fisher House programs and how you can help. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd, and we have Tish Stropes with us today from the Fisher House, and I encourage you, please, let's help our military families uh, through these recovery processes um, with a donation, and that's at fisherhouse.org. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you, here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage, connectwithjulianainmedia.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front With help from those who know how the system works And how to work the system It's more fun than a sale at the BX Now, let's get back to it It's Military Mom Talk Radio here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Robin, isn't this another amazing uh, group we have on this week? So fascinating, and what an incredible uh, service that uh, this, this organization does. Tish, one of the questions that we did want to ask is um, funding. And we were just talking about that during the break. Um, what are some of the ways that some people can do some funding? Because I, I, these these must cost an awful lot of money. 
They do. You know, your typical house costs about $6 million to build. And, you know, and we do have, you know, big donors that, um, that give. Um, you can donate, like we talked about, frequent flyer miles to our Hero Miles program. But another one of our great programs is called Team Fisher House, and it's our grassroots um, level of fundraising where you as an individual can decide, hey, I want to run the Marine Corps Marathon, and I'm going to get people to, you know, make pledges, and I'm going to raise money um, for Fisher House. And it's a great way um, of getting involved at just that that basic level. It's you, every individual, making a difference. And the great part about Team Fisher House, it was started by some Army wives sitting around, talking one evening, um, drinking a glass of wine. They talked about, hey, our husbands are deployed. Let's do a fundraiser. Who can we raise money for? And they decided, Fisher House, let's raise money. And and, and so they came in and they organized um, the Marine Corps, you know, they organized a group to raise money at the Marine Corps Marathon. Other spouses from all over came together, ran the race, raised money. And um, over the last five years, they have raised um, almost $3 million. Wow. Wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah, and so um, so we have a couple, you know, different people can run in different races, or you can you can have organize your own fundraising organization or group, and um, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's a uh, you know wine and cheese night in your home, maybe just with your own spouse's group, or um, or something on a larger scale, like you know, a golf tournament. There's the the ideas are endless. We had a guy who redid an old car and drove it cross country and raised money <laughs> doing that. So it's amazing all the different ideas we've had little kids who have donated money from their birthdays instead of birthday presents they've asked for donations and that's what they've sent to fisher house wow wow do you get grant money um we do as well we have you know some different um organizations that support us um Mm -hmm. newman's own hbo um a lot of different organizations have um have helped us through you know over time um always looking for people to come and sponsor um, you know, different events like with Team Fisher House, we look for someone to come and, you know, sponsor our shirts or sponsor, you know, our hat. Um, just, you know, different groups, anybody who really wants to um, be a part of it and um, and make a difference. Um, well, I think, you know, you can give securely to Fisher House because, you know, when I was looking at your charity rankings, um, you know, you have five-star charity rankings from a lot of the different rating companies that rate charities on how you know, how much money is goes back directly to uh, the people that they're serving. And you guys just get gold stars across the board. And we're very proud of that. We work very hard um, to maintain that. And and it's not easy. You know, you'd, you'd think Fisher House was this huge organization with everything we do. You know, we have less than 20 people working for us. We, You know, there's about 12 of us in an office. and um, But we work hard to continue and to make that difference and, um, and to do what we do. And... You know, and, it, and it's great citizens in this country that support us and um, and give back, and and they make it possible for us to do what we do. Wow. Well, and even isn't it? Oh, doesn't Obama's book have something to do with your fundraising too? He does. Um, actually, the the book that he wrote um, recently um, for his uh, daughters, what he did was he decided that that was going to go. Um, the money from from that book um, of the I Sing, A Letter to My Daughters, the proceeds would go to our Heroes Legacy Scholarship, um, and it was a, it's a fund for children of fallen and disabled service members. 
Um, and this year will be the first year that we actually give money from, you know, for that book that just recently mm-hmm. came out. And uh, he actually, you know, Obama, great, great president and a great program that he actually partnered with also was with uh, Bill O'Reilly recently. Um, they're raising quite a bit of money um, from um, some notes after, you know, right before the Super Bowl, he interviewed Obama. He had some handwritten notes. He had Obama sign it. And um, and O'Reilly is uh, for every five hundred dollar donation, he will autograph those notes, and we send them out to you know our donors. And um, to date, he has raised over eight hundred thousand dollars. He's hoping to get to a million. He will. Yeah. He will. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's just it's great. It's great that you know that there's people out there um, who care and still making a difference, whether it's. You know, at a minimal level, not even a um, a monetary level, whether it's miles with Hero Miles or, you know, or it is people donating, you know, like little kids. You know, they don't want gifts. They want money to go to Fisher House. It's every little bit adds up to make, you know, because um, I can tell you, like, with, you know, I book a ticket on for Hero Miles for a family. You know, we still have to pay it, a $10, you know, 9-11 fee, security fee. You know, if somebody made a $10 donation, they're paying for someone to fly somewhere. And that's a great thing to know, that your $10 are making a huge difference. That is a huge difference. And um, and you guys, you are also, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on YouTube, you're on Flickr, so people can go and show their support by signing up, you know, on your Facebook fan page and, and you know, liking what you do, because you never know when you do this who might get involved in in what you like. I know I put a post up about Operation Gratitude a while back, and, you know, 10 or 15 people from my sphere of influence contacted me to find out what it is, and I know two or three of them have gone to help pack boxes. So even if you're not in a position to donate physically, you can show your support through Facebook, through Twitter, you know, putting likes on YouTube. All those things help increase the awareness of your organization. That's right. And, you know, you can even go to a Fisher house and say, hey, I want to make a meal for some families. And and you can do that. Leave a lasagna. Those families will come home at the end of the night. And what a great feeling to open the fridge and know there's a meal there waiting for them. So there's opportunity for people. What would you suggest for somebody listening today who wants to get involved, who wants to help and maybe donate time or donate a meal? What um, would you suggest they do? I would say log on to our website. Um, you can click on, on the top banner. There's a part that says houses. See if there's a house near you, and if there is a house near you, call the manager and say, how can I volunteer? What can I do? You know, what do you need help with? Um, and, and they can let you know everything that they may need help with. They may have a wish list. They may just want you to come and cook a meal. And, and that's the best way to get involved, right there in the community, um, and to be able to do something hands-on and to make a difference in the lives of so many people. Well, and, and I would imagine it's fun, too. You get to meet new people. You get to share experiences. I know when I go and volunteer and get to meet people and talk about them and hear their stories and just share that time with them, it's much more satisfying. I mean, even though writing a check is a great thing, we want people to write checks. We want people to, you know, make donations. There is something about being physically present and being able to talk and laugh and share. You know, you're giving the most powerful gift, which is the gift of yourself. It is, and, and it gives people a sense of ownership. They know that they've, you know, they're they're a part of it too, and, and that's the most important thing, you know, I, for for us for people to recognize with Fisher House, 
it doesn't matter how small that, that time is that you have, you can make a difference. It doesn't matter how small, whether it's a dollar donation that you make, that dollar is going to make a huge difference. Anything that you give, whether it's of yourself and your time or, you know, monetary funds or your miles, you're making a difference in the lives of so many. Does each now, house does somebody, have staff? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Does Go each ahead. house have staff, or um, do you have volunteers at each house as well? We have volunteers at all at all the houses, and there's also a manager that's on staff. Okay. Um, after the houses are built, basically they're turned over to the military, and and then because they're on base, they're kind of you know belong to the military. But we continue to support them. We we pay for those families to be there, and Fisher House you know is still there, you know to support those homes um, and keep them going and running. And um, so yeah, there 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 is a staff there, a house keep, you know, a cleaning mm-hmm. crew. Um, it's just, just like a little hotel or a bed and breakfast more so, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. Now, you know, the one question we didn't ask today is if someone's listening today and their family member is due to be, um, you know, to is coming, you know, to one of the hospitals or one of the facilities or maybe they weren't aware of Fisher House until today, um, how would they, you know, how would they go to be a recipient of the things offered by Fisher House? Um, if you need to stay at a house um, or you, yeah. you're looking for lodging to stay at a house, they can call the manager. Um, some of them have waiting lists. They get put on a waiting list. Like we said, we don't kick anybody out, you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Um, but you can get put on a waiting list. And if you need help and we can't get you into a house, we will help you financially in, you know, in a hotel or um, and and just have you there, you know, as close as possible and help you in whatever way we can. So there are resources available. So even if, you know, even if you don't know, it's worth giving a call to see what is available to you and what, what help it can be provided. Absolutely. You know, pick up the phone, make the call, call a manager. Um, and you know what? Even if you're not sure, you can call the Fisher or the you know our headquarters at Fisher House, um, and we are happy as well to take those calls and to at least be able to point you in the right direction. Now I know we only have a couple minutes left, but because we're you know military mom talk radio, there are scholarships available for military spouses, also through Fisher House. You guys do so many things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We do. Um, we have the Military Spouse Scholarship, and um, it's for, you know, active duty, National Guard and Reserve, retirees, survi- and survivors can all um, be a part of that. Uh, we have the Joanne Holbrook Patton Military Spouse Scholarship, um, and uh, and then we have scholarship funds, and they help with tuition fees, you know, school, your school room, the bo- room and board. Um, you can go online, and you can find out more about that. Um, you just need to click on our go to fisherhouse.com and then it talks about our different um our different scholarship programs there well tish you have been an outstanding guest today you've jammed us with tons of information we're going to have to have you back and have some of your um people back that run the different organizations along with the Fisher House. Um, I think what you do is outstanding. I'm very proud that we had you on the show today. Don't you agree, Robin? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tish, for being here. Thank you, and thanks for letting us be a part of your program. Great. Well, we are Military Mom Talk Radio, Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck. You can download us on iTunes. You can go to our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. You can pick us up at Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T. And if you want to check out the Fisher House, I think you should. It's FisherHouse.org. 
Uh, there's lots of different information. You can help families. You can get the help you need. We'll be back next week with another great show.